0: Alexander Shultzenitsyn, a man who spent many years in the gulags during the communist revolution in Russia, once wrote While I was still a child, I recall hearing a number of older people offering the following explanation for the great disasters that had befallen Russia. Men have forgotten God. That's why all this has happened. Since then, I've spent 50 years studying the history of our revolution, reading books, writing books, writing journals, studying everything I could. But if I were asked today to formulate as concisely as possible the main cause of the ruinous revolution that swallowed up some 60 million of my people, I could not put it more accurately than to repeat, men have forgotten God. That's why all this Has happened. I'm going to speak today on the Equality Act. And what I want to focus on especially is why we find ourselves in a situation where we are systematically promoting as a nation gender dysmorphia. In today's gospel, Christ became angry because the temple of God was being used as a marketplace, the temple is supposed to be a place of sacrifice a place we come to encounter the living God, to lift up our prayers to Him, to transcendence. And yet it was transformed by the corruption of those times into a marketplace, a place you go not for for eternal welfare, but for the temporal gains. When men forget about God, the temple no longer is a place to encounter Him. It It becomes... A marketplace for our own manipulation. But what was the real temple that Christ was speaking about in this gospel today? It wasn't the temple of stones that he was standing in. Destroy this body and in three days I will raise it up again. It was the temple of his body that was sacred to God. And the body of Christ which was sacrificed on the cross for our sins, is now forever the temple where we as human beings can encounter God. And we Christians who were baptized into his body, who received his Holy Spirit, who receive his own body and blood every single time we come to Holy Mass, into our bodies, our bodies now have become temples of the living God. No longer meant for this world alone, but for heaven. But what happened in Christ's time with the temple is what is happening in our time in the United States with our bodies. When men forget about God, temples become marketplaces. One thing about a temple is that it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to God. We own a marketplace for our purpose, for our worldly gain. We don't own a temple. God owns the temple. We're there to encounter Him and to offer sacrifice in a temple. And that's why St. Paul wrote to the first Christians saying, Flee from sexual immorality. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So he's telling them, your body does not belong to you as a Christian. It belongs to the one who sacrificed his own body on the cross for your salvation. Therefore, everything that you do with your body must be for the glory of God. What happens when we do not know that our body is a temple of God? That's when we begin to possess it. It's my body, and I can do whatever I want with it, whatever I see fit. It doesn't belong to God. It belongs to me. So it becomes a marketplace where I can do whatever I want for my own gain. And that's what's happening to the body of Americans in our day-to-day. We've forgotten about God. So our bodies are no longer temples. They're becoming marketplaces. So what this really comes down to is who does my body belong to? If I'm an atheist, it belongs to me. It's a marketplace. If I'm a Christian, it belongs to God, and it's a temple. A woman came up to me too long ago. She had, After nine kids, she said... I'm done, no more. And I could understand that. God bless you after nine children. But she went to sleep. She had a dream shortly after that. And she had a vision. And in that vision, she had a revelation from God that her body was meant to be a temple through which he wanted to bring great fruit for his kingdom. Even after nine children. And she said, when she woke up, she realized she had a choice between staying open to life or closing herself off. What she really had a choice between was taking possession of her bodies like a marketplace or remaining open like a sacrificial temple for God. And soon after that, she became pregnant once again with another child. Why? Because she knew who her body belonged to. She didn't forget about God. So I want to talk about where we are as a society and what got us here at this point. Why are we in a society that is militantly promoting premarital sex, pornography, transgenderism, homosexuality, divorce, contraceptives, abortion, and all these abuses of the human body? If you want to know how Christian an individual is watch what they do with their body that's where the the gospel takes flesh what we really believe is always manifested in our bodies and the first sign that a culture has lost the faith is sexual immorality always springs up first it begins with individuals don't tell me what I can and can't do with my own body then it becomes systemic It becomes a part of the culture. We tell you what is listed to do with your body and not. Remember, evil preaches tolerance until it is dominant. Then it seeks to silence the good. The recent Equality Act that passed in the House of Representatives is a perfect example of evil trying to silence the good. Some have said about it, It's the most dangerous bill to freedom of speech and the free exercise of religion that has ever been proposed on a national level. Bishop Peter recently sent a communication throughout our diocese, united with all the bishops around the US, asking us to contact our senators regarding the threats posed by this legislation. I want to read a little bit about exactly what was written in writing that letter. He says, The U.S. Bishops' Conference opposes this legislation because it upholds gender ideology and the redefinition of marriage and frames gender as simply a social construct. Furthermore, it would punish religious groups opposed to those beliefs. And the conference warned... Under the legislation, men identified as transgender women could be denied access to women's bathroom or locker rooms. Female sports would have athletes participating on the basis of their gender identity and not their biological sex. Business owners required to serve same-sex weddings regardless of their own religious beliefs. The bishops warned that the bill could force church halls to host functions that violate their beliefs. Religious adoption agencies would have to match children with same-sex couples or possibly face closure. That's where we currently stand in our nation today. First, it's about equality. Then evil becomes dominant. Then they try to silence the good. What got us here? How did we get to this situation? Well, it comes down to what the bishops pointed to, the belief that gender is a social construct, that male and female is something we decide for ourselves. So this is called the blank slate theory. This is the the dominant social theory on human nature in our time, working in our sciences, working in our psychology, and working in our school system and sex education that is taught to your children if they're in a public school system. And it posits that humans are shaped entirely by their experiences and not by pre-existing biological mechanisms. No one is born male or female. It's a social construct. Society makes boys and girls, not biology and not God. And if there is no God, there are no rules. There is no purpose. It's just my willpower to do whatever I want with my body. See, a temple has a pre-existent purpose. A marketplace is a social construct that can be done whatever we want for our own manipulation. The other reason we are here, and that it's going to be very difficult to speak against this, is because we have put so much emphasis on feelings, over, real, over reason, feels before reals. It's all about feelings in our days and no longer about facts. The Equality Act and transgenderism is just the next step in the worship of feelings that has already dominated so many sexual, play, sexual morality rules in our faith. So it's not about divorce being wrong. It's about how I feel in my marriage. It's not about contraceptives, artificial birth control, being a sin. It's about how I feel about having a baby. It's not about being born male or female. It's about how I feel in my body. See, so we have so exalted feelings over reason that if you even try to argue with logic, what happens? You become a mean person, an angry person, an uncompassionate person. Why? Because it's not about the words that you say. It's about how your words make me feel. And when that's the measure that you're governing, what can be said and what can't be said, then anything that you do that might offend me suddenly becomes hate speech. That's why hate speech, safe places, political correctness, all of it is becoming so popular in our times because it's all about protecting feelings. And to speak facts in a time when feelings are the arbitrary arbiter of all rules, that's when you become a tyrant. So for example, homosexuality is the only disorder to ever be removed from the American Psychiatric Association's classification of Mental Disorders, not by empirical data, but by majority vote. not on facts, just on feelings. So why are we here? The most fundamental reason that we are here today is because we have forgotten about God. That's when the world becomes your marketplace, and temples of God are destroyed. Only unlike Christ, there is no resurrection, there is no rebuilding after these bodies are demolished. There's only chaos and death. When we were baptized, the building of our body was consecrated to God as a temple. And we get to choose to treat it as a temple or a marketplace of emotion. For me or for God. That's the choice we make in our bodies. In my entire being, all of my emotions are good. As long as they are ordered to God by my reason. Which is informed by his revelation and objective facts. That's the only time emotions can ever be used or trusted. But when you lose a sense of reason and God's revelation, we're all lost in the chaos of whatever we feel at every moment. This is nothing new, though. St. Peter himself wrote to the first Christians 2,000 years ago, Beloved, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh, which war against your soul. Conduct yourselves with such honor among the Gentiles that though they slander you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. And St. Paul took it even a step further. I urge you by the mercies of God to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, acceptable to the God in word worship. That's what our bodies are meant for. That's what you do with a temple of God. It's the place where we offer sacrifice to Him, as He himself offered this sacrifice for the reconciliation of our souls in His own body. Peter Crete once said, "Abortion is the Antichrist's demonic parody of the Eucharist." That is why it uses the same holy words. this is my body. With the blasphemous opposite meaning. The essence of Christianity is summed up in those words of Christ. This is my body given up for you. On the cross. In the Eucharist. Given up. And the essence of the diabolical is the opposite. This is my body. And I'll do whatever I want with it. And we all have to choose how those words will echo in our lives. In marriage fidelity, in priestly celibacy, in same-sex attraction, in in rejecting artificial birth control, and ultimately in being willing to proclaim the truths of God in a world that is doing everything it can to fight against it. And that's martyrdom. Martyrdom is the ultimate expression of those words back to God. And this is my body given up for you. If proclaiming your truth and rejecting the world's ideology is the cost that that comes with. This is my body given up for you as you yourself gave your body up for me. And Jesus Christ told him, told us, his disciples of all generations, that that would be the cost for some of us at some point if we are to be faithful to his word. Behold, I am sending you like sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and simple as doves. But beware of men, for they will hand you over to courts, and you will be led to governors, kings for my sake, as a witness to my gospel before them and the pagans. You will be hated by all because of my name, but whoever endures to the end will be saved. No disciple is greater than his teacher, no slave above his master. It is enough for the disciple that he become like his teacher, for the slave that he become like his master. If they have called the master of the house the devil, how much more those of his household. I urge you by the mercies of God to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice that we might learn to say with the temple of our bodies what Christ himself said for us with the temple of his body. This is my body given up for you because that's what you do in a temple of the living God.